There he is. <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you, mate. How are you? Doing very well, mate. Doing very well. Yeah, Just close you. the door. Yeah, mate. I'm exactly the same. So I've got my uh, my missus and my daughter playing in the living room. Uh, very good. Very good. Very good. Which one? Three, mate. Yeah, well, I've got... Uh, yeah, no, no. All good, man. All good. Crazy times. How are you finding lockdown? You strike me as somebody who's probably not great in lockdown. Uh, I'm all right. I'm okay. I mean, um, I think I think people have it a lot more difficult than I do. Um, so I'm just trying to keep busy, trying to keep busy. Um, you know, just 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 trying to keep keep positive. You know. Mm. How long have you been um, self isolating or in lockdown? Well, I mean, I mean, the thing, the thing for me is, um, I'm trying to, because I, I, like, like, you know, I, I can't really stay in one place too much. So I'm, 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 I'm running around, and my mum, my mum lives about ten minutes from me, so I'm dropping her stuff, then dropping a few of her friends' stuff. Um, I've, I've volunteered on this NHS app, but um, nothing, nothing's come through yet. I'm sort of like checking it every minute. I'm just like, come on, I just want to get out of the house, have an excuse. Uh, but um, I think I think we've been indoors just since the Monday when they said we should we had to be indoors. We were we were actually in the country until then, um, getting a last bit of freedom. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been alright, mate. It's been fine to be honest. It's um it's kind of some much appreciated time with um, my family. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, look, it's obviously not great for boxing at the moment, but but we'll be back. It's just the it's just the more important things at the moment, you know, for people to deal with, and and and, and you know, it's it's um, some scary stuff. Matthias, Matthias Masternak, Matthias Masternak, he can fight. Yeah, him. I think. Yeah, he just I think he just popped up. You got, you got to explain how all this stuff works, man. <laughs> this is my first live Instagram video, you know. Yeah, I've been billing you as like a a forward thinking promoter of the new digital age. Fuck it now. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I, this Zoom thing. Yeah, I, I, one thing I'd, I have to be, I have to say is, um, is uh, the whole conference calling this Zoom. I don't know if you've been on Zoom, or maybe I'm sounding like a fucking dinosaur. Sorry, can I swear on? I'm you swearing. Swear I apologize. Um, uh, look. Um, this Zoom is unbelievable to, to keep in touch with employees and whatever else um, going on. It, it, it actually feels like you're in the office with them. Um, I think one thing that might suffer coming out of this um, will be offices. Like you, 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 you're, you're sitting there. I'm sitting in my home office. I feel like I'm connected with the world and I've got everyone in the, you know, it feels very natural. It's a lot better than, I mean, um, uh, what's it called? Skype. I mean, Zoom is is, is sensational, it's sensational. So something new from the digital age to teach you today. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been um, we've been okay really. We tend to have just still kept it to either phone calls or Google Hangouts. But um, what the f- what is Google Hangout? If Google Hangout is base, it's it's all the same stuff, isn't it? Really. Yeah, I've got the house party app. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I've got, yeah, that's, yeah. Been, that's been like that's. That only really I heard about that when we were in lockdown. So I bet the app yeah. creators are pretty happy with that. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But yes, anyway, let's get on with some boxing talk. Um, as I mentioned at the start, we've got one of the, the leading promoters in European boxing. So let's get some European-style questions coming in. would be great. Um, yeah. Okay, here's a fun one to start us off with uh, from Tom Lyons. Ask Nissa who gets the edge in Monopoly, him or Calla? Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, probably my brother, to be honest. <laughs> Um, he's a terrible loser. I remember growing up, we used to have like full, full-on fights over like Monopoly, anything like that. You know, it's like literal brawls, even up till we're like eighteen, nineteen. So it's uh, yeah. But then we're like mates two minutes later. So it's uh, so um, you know, it's it's it, 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 it. Yeah, I think my brother probably definitely gets the edge just because I'm I'm a little bit scared of his reaction if I do win. <laughs> Um, what was it like we've so for people people won't know about this because it's still not been released to my shame but me and Nissa did a really really good podcast which um, I know desperate for it to come out and it will come out I'm not desperate I had to trek across half of London um, <laughs> to do this podcast so do you know what happened with that podcast so we did yeah, a podcast it was a great me. podcast so the camera was set up too low so we, you know when you go to the fairgrounds when you're little kids yeah and you stand and you see those mirrors that that contort what you look like that's yeah, what, yeah. That's what we looked like so but i will be releasing it as an audio version but basically what i was saying about that is um we spoke in there about um kind of growing up with Calo. you're too um what word what word should i use here you're too boisterous men when uh when yeah hits should we say um what was it like yeah. growing up with Calo? um because you grew up in London, didn't you? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been in London for the best part of 35, 36 years. Um, what was it like? It was, yeah, no, look, we've, we've always, you know, at school we were always very close. Um, we've always been close. We've always had a very good relationship. Um, of course, being two guys who, who, who like boxing and, you know, I, I say for my part, Especially growing up, um, I was, um, you know, I was, a, I was a bit of fun. You know, I like to fight. I, I still listen. If I'm honest with you, I, I get excited if I see a fight on the street. So, um, uh, <laughs> um, so I used to like enjoy getting involved in fights, and my brother used to as well. We used to just always, you know, have, you know, until about eighteen, nineteen, we were, all, we were, you know. Enjoying, sorry, I'm just getting emails. You know, we used to go out and enjoy having a punch up with people. <laughs> and then, if there was no one to have a punch up with, we'd have it with each other. Um, I remember, like, once his his girlfriend, like, we were in the middle of the street, we we're 18. I mean, I'm, I was probably 16, he was 18, we we're literally taking lunch out of each other, <laughs> laughing. And he, I think he just met this girl, and, and, and she was like, well, What the hell are these guys doing? You know? But we've grown up since then. We've grown up. We don't. We don't. We don't, we don't have have a full fist combat with each other anymore. But um, but you know, it's, it was it was close. We we grew up very close, and and, and, and you know, it's, it's it's lovely to be able to share a passion uh, with someone that you love. You know, um, and 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 uh, you know, it's nice to have someone in the business that um, you know has your back. Um, and um, you know you have your have theirs. When was the last time you and Kala had a fight? 
Two years ago? Two years ago? <laughs> Explain details. Oh, I, I, I don't want to go into them. We just, you know, just have a few drinks, you have a fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, nothing serious. And then, you know, you have a hug afterwards. It's, it's how brothers deal with things, isn't it? I mean, perhaps not when they're 38 or, uh, well, I can't remember how old we were a couple of years ago, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the way, you know, yeah, do you have a brother or sister, Rob? I have three sisters, yeah, but they'd all beat me up. Well, exactly. Well, look, my household at the moment is full of women, so um, I, uh, yeah, I appreciate this chat. <laughs> it's nice to, nice to talk to a man and men. <laughs> okay. you, know, you know, it's just Barbie all day at the moment. With as well. Uh, you man proper begging Eddie to go live the other day. Damn right I was begging Eddie. I don't have his phone number, so I have to do what I can. Um, <laughs> well, we've got some, some interesting questions. We're going to try and dodge all of the Nissa versus Kala fantasy fight questions. Um, here's a question from It's a best kept secret out of Germany or Eastern Europe. Do Germany and Eastern Europe. Um... I would say um, uh, at the moment, you know, we've got some very good fighters uh, in Germany. I would say, I would say, look, you know, in all honesty, Germany is in a bit of a lull uh, with talent coming through. But there's some very, very talented guys on our books uh, that maybe some people haven't heard about. There's Abbas Barrow, who's trained with Adam Booth, Abbas Barrow. Um, Fought the O2, he stopped, I think, uh, in the fourth round. John O'Donnell, um, he's a very, very talented light middleweight. Uh, you know, we've got guys like Leon Bunn, Leon Bauer, um, Patrick Vojiki. Um, trying to think who else we have. Dennis Radovan, of course. Uh, um, and, he now trains you know, at um, Steel City Gym in Sheffield, doesn't he? Uh, no, no, he's moved back to Germany. He's moved oh, back has to he? Germany. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, he just got married. I think you have to ask him, but I think, you know, it was nice. It was quite hard, the whole move and stuff. Um, but um, Sophie Arlish is one to look out for. I believe you've done a few pieces on her. We have, yeah. We'll get on uh, as well at some point this week. Yeah, she's, she's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, the stuff this girl does. Um, that she does in the gym, like these juggling things, like the coordination and the hand speed and everything. Everyone's very excited about her. Um, and then um, I would say Eastern Europe. You know, we we have a if you count Croatia as Eastern Europe, I don't know, but um, Filip Hergovic, um, who you know we we believe is the best heavyweight out there. Um, and you know we had a fight planned for the seventeenth of April. Um, for obviously reasons that that's fallen through, but um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, he's, he's he'll be back very strong. Um, he's had a busy busy career so far. He's ranked very highly with everyone. I wouldn't be fighting him. Um, trying to think, oh, the lightweight's very exciting at the moment. I mean, just to, you know, all those guys out there coming through as well. I mean, the lightweight's what's his name, uh, Devin Haney, um, the guy with top rank. Um, Tiafimo. Oh, yeah, Tiafimo Lopez. And then the other, oh no, he's super featherweight, isn't he? What's uh, Davis, Javon Davis? He's moved up to lightweight now. 
uh, as he moved up to lightweight. Yeah, so so uh, I mean, there's some good guys coming through it that way as well. And you you also got Luke Campbell over here. Um, yeah, Lomachenko is unbelievable. But that Lopez against uh, 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 the Lopez against uh, Lomachenko fight that was meant to happen on May 29th, wasn't it? May 30th, I think. Yeah. May 30th. Oh my birthday! My birthday! Oh, my birthday. Really? You could have gone out yeah. there. Do you reckon? Yeah, well, you could have. It's not going to happen now, obviously. But... <laughs> I could have gone out there. I'm not, I don't know I'm leaving my house. Um, it's quite funny. I've got, like, these group chats with my friends. Like, I'm sure everyone does. But um, I just keep texting into the group. So what's everyone up to tonight? Everyone's like, fuck off. and Just leave me alone. <laughs> you know, no one can actually leave. Oh, we've got Tom Dallas is actually in the chat now. So if you need any help with any names... Yeah, yeah, yeah. On hand to help anybody out. Um, yeah, good stuff. Just go back to um, you were talking about Philip Hergovich. We actually had randomly we had Tom Little in the chat yesterday, who obviously boxed Philip Hergovich. Yeah. Um, he's bo- well, not only Philip Hergovich, obviously he's boxed pretty much everybody. He's kind of like that gatekeeper level that he, he ends up fighting a lot of his prospects. He said that Philip Hergovich was by far the hardest puncher he'd been in with. And it, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he said he's the best that he's been in with whether it's sparring or fighting. Now, obviously, in the past, you guys have not been scared to push Hergovic and push him through the ranks as quickly as possible. Realistically, how far away do you think he'll be from a world title shot? Oh, do you know, I, I've, I've said this before. I, I, I don't think anyone's going to pick to fight Hergovic, and I don't blame them for not picking um, to fight someone like Hergovic. Like, if I was in any of the champs' positions at the moment, you'd be like, why? Why? You know, it's just a massive risk. Um, I think we need to um, just pick our route and 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 become a mandatory. Um, I don't think we can. Um, I don't think we can uh, expect people to take the fight uh, without being a mandatory. How do you get into that position? Because obviously, it's it's not like, particularly at the minute, with the mandatories are already kind of sewn up. It's that kind of second tier of heavyweights that are starting to fight each other. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get that big fight, that big kind of breakout fight to get his name out there against, uh, for example, a Povetkin, uh, a Michael Hunter, uh, probably a Lewis Ortiz around that kind of level. How far away do you think he is from getting those? I, I, I just don't. Why, why, why would Povetkin want to fight Hergovic mm. when he can fight against um, Dillian White, oh. who's you know, about the same level. <clears throat> well, in my opinion, not, but whatever, conceived <clears throat> for, for, for more money. You know, there's, <clears throat> there's no point, you know, and, and, um, <clears throat> sorry, it's not Corona cough, I'm right. <clears throat> um, <laughs> um, and then, and then a hunter we accepted already. So he wants crazy money. And um, who was, who was the other person? Just anybody uh, on that kind of level. Or, Ortiz is PBC. Um, yeah, they, they all want a lot of money at the moment to, to, to fight someone like Gergovic. And I, I don't blame them, to be honest. I don't blame them. Sophie Alish is in the chat. She says, hi, boss. Give her a wave. Hi, Sophie. How are you? <laughs> if, if people don't know who Sophie Alish is, please go and follow her now. Um, she is massive talent from Germany um, and her videos are very entertaining she does some really in- interesting um, uh, training ta- tax, uh, training styles and 
she juggles, she hits the pads, she well, hits the pads. I think all boxers hit the pads, but I mean, she hits the pads very ferociously. Um, and she's only 18 years old. Um, and she's had four fights, I believe. Fifth one coming. Tom, am I right? <laughs> I can't Google. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's for people who are wondering who Tom Dallas is. It means you haven't, for shame, seen the uh, interview that we did with him. He's one of um, he's one of the best kept secrets in all of boxing, really. The youngest matchmaker in British boxing at one point. He's not that young anymore, but um, anyway, well, he's twenty five, isn't he? Pretty yeah, young. yeah, he's like me. He's um, his actual age and what he looks like uh, are, are two different things entirely. How old are you? How old do you think I am? Thirty two. It's, it's closer than I usually get. 29. 29? 29, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. This, is a, this is a boxing man's 29. But anyway. Um, yeah, I'm 28. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Tom Lyon says, have you been targeting some of the Uzbek slash Kazakhs from the 2021 Olympic cycle now that everything has been pushed back? Also, what do you think of Florian Marku? Um, Florian Marku is ask. Uh, sorry, is he trained by Don? Don Charles? I don't he? know who trains uh, Florian Marku. I've seen him fight a few times, but I don't know. Who oh no! Him. Wait, does Josh Josh Burnham train him? Uh, some, just uh, if I've got the right guy. He's a Romanian. Is he from Romania? Albanian, I believe. Albanian. Okay. Um, I think I know who he is. And I think he's very good. If it's the same person I'm talking about, he's from like North London. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a lot of tickets. Albania. That's, and, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I know. He's, he's good. He's very good. Um, and then uh, Ari, the, um, the Olympians, of course, you know. Um, I think a lot of guys will be turning over now. <clears throat> Just because you're going to wait another year. You know, it depends what, you know, if you're... 26, 27, you know you're coming into your prime years, you might want to, you know, and you don't have a guarantee to go to the Olympics. Um, I think a lot of people will turn over. So let's see, you know, keep, keep tabs on it. That's what you can do. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, it's hard, to, hard to sort of be out there signing fighters when you're like, um, when you're at the same time, you're like, oh yeah, I can give you this date on. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, when. Um, but, you know, it's, like I said, look, we're, we're in it. For me, it's, uh, you know, I do a, a lot of weekends away every year. So it's actually quite nice to be at home for like a couple of weeks. You know, I'm, 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 I'm training every day in the garden. I've done like my whole, I've set up a proper gym out there. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm quite peaceful indoors at the moment. I'm, I'm finding things to do. That makes that makes one of us. I'm absolutely hating it. <laughs> but anyway, um, my wife hates me. My wife, my wife. Yeah, no. I mean, that don't even ask on that subject. Um. <laughs> Tom Lyon says, "What's your connection with Stonebridge Boxing Club, and what do you think of the talent coming from amateur London gyms?" Um. Uh, oh, my connection with Stonebridge was. I mean, I I live in Kensal Rise. Um. It's obviously very near uh, uh, near Stonebridge, um, and I read a, an article on the front page of our local um, 
our local newspaper, the Brent, I think it's the Brent, or no, is it the Kilburn Times, one of them. And um, so I live in between Brent and Kilburn. And um, they, uh, they the, the, the boxing gym was closing down. It said, call Ali, Mr. Ali, at the time it was called Mr. Ali, um, to make some donations, if, if you can help keep it open. This was about nine years ago, I think. Um, so obviously I gave them a ring supported them for the last eight or nine or however long years it is and um we've you know we we have produced a few good guys out there now um uh, they you know and, and look absolutely it was it was never it was never a um a project to make money out of it was always a project to help the community um because I know for me growing up, it was it, it always kept me very focused at school to do exercise, um, and then also you know on the deeper level, and the and the worst level you you have knife like very bad knife knife crime issues in in London at the moment. And um, without sounding like a massive cliche, I do believe that boxing can help uh, those 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 problems, and 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 I've seen it firsthand at, at Stonebridge. Um, so it's it's you know it was, now it's now they're actually turning over very good fighters. You know you've got Mikel Lawal, cruiserweight. You've got um, uh, a guy called what's his full name? Cola. Cola is very good. Uh, he's just been, I think he's had two pro fights. Um, then there is another guy in the amateurs who's very good called Andre. Um, can't remember his exact name, but he's very, very strong. Um, and then, uh, uh, sorry, I was, uh, went off on a tangent there. Um, I'm sure you guys all have a lot of time on your hands anyway. So, <laughs> um, so uh, no, I'm just trying to think. Oh, yeah, amateurs in, in the UK, in London. Um, I haven't had my finger to the pulse as much as I, as I would have liked um, with the other clubs. Um, obviously, Dale Youth is very it's right next to my my kids' school, so um, it's, it's it's you know it's it's just there. I remember seeing Daniel Dubois up there as an amateur, and and and, and um, but I haven't, if I'm honest, and actually that that's something, you know, maybe in times like this, you you actually you you have time to reflect on what you've been, uh, <laughs> what you'd like to be doing more, mm-hmm. uh, and that's actually studying a bit more of the game again you know because you, you, you can get distracted you 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 know you're working with champions you're working with professionals who are highly developed uh you know and, and going into world title fights but then you forget you take your eye off the the amateurs coming through and that's obviously something i've done i've done so um thank you tom lyons for that <laughs> Matthew Phil says, what one thing in boxing that you have been excited to try and pull off and it's ended up failing in doing so? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think we, we announced Tesla's cat comeback um, a couple of years back and we were all very excited with it. And um, and then he he got Lyme's disease, uh, which is um, it's a it's a, a tick when it's from a tick bite. 
So um, it's yeah, it's, it's I mean it's something you get. I don't I don't think it's very common in the UK. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but in Scandinavia, he was training with Eric Skoglund at the time, um, sparring there in Sweden, and he went running in the forest. And there, it's it's quite common to get ticks, and a lot of them carry Lyme's disease. Um, and um, yeah, that kind of made put him in hospital. Thankfully, they caught it quite early because it can be a lot worse. Um, and that scuppered the comeback, which was obviously very gutting. Um, I'm trying to think of any other. But, I mean, that's probably the worst one at the moment, um, in fresh memory. You mentioned uh, Eric Scoglin there. Actually, no, no, what am I talking about? At the World Super Series final. Oh, God. Uh, I was supposed to be coming to I was that so I was so excited. But that's obviously, well, it's been moved to May 16th, so. Fingers crossed on that one. That's one for my brother, though. Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah. I was Scotland. Say, um, you mentioned Eric Scotland. Yeah. Time he was in London. I caught up with him. How's he doing? Um, Eric's doing very well. I speak to him on a regular basis. Um, he is. Yeah. No. He's. He is. He's. You know. He. He wants to make a comeback. Um, you know. And. And um, training every day, um, and he's obsessed with coming back. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's where he's at at the moment in his head, um, and I think that's what he needs to have the belief that there is a chance he can make the comeback. Um, you know, uh, I um, sorry, I'm just clicking my neck. Um, you know, I speak to him a lot, and I've, you know, I I have advised him against it. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to take a man's dream away from him. It's, it's up to a doctor or to uh, the, the, the licensing board to do that. But at the same time, I've, I've said I don't, I don't agree with it, you know. Um, but I think he needs, you know, he needs that little push in his life. And I, I think mean, that's good. I think he needs to be involved in boxing. He's got too much uh, insight, too much knowledge not to pass down to, the, to, to, to new fighters. Um, and I think, I think, look, he needs to be involved in the sport. He'd be an asset, and I think he'd be a great trainer as well. At the end, he was actually training himself, literally training himself. The Callum Smith fight, he was his own trainer. So it's pretty impressive. He did all right against Callum. I thought he it was did. a close fight. Um, had Callum in a bit of trouble, I think, early on. Within the first six rounds, he was in a bit of trouble. Um, yeah, but it's obviously, for me, that was... That's probably the hardest things I've had in boxing, apart from Eddie Gutkesh. Um, uh, you know, obviously Eddie didn't make a, a recovery like uh, Eric. Um, uh, but, you know, it's always hard to see anyone in those situations. Mm, we well, mentioned uh, Mikel Kessler. I've actually got a question which is going to make you squirm a little bit. But Mikel Kessler versus Arthur Abraham at 168, who wins? Yeah, but what time are their lives? The best version of each, if either of them at one six eight. So at one six eight. The first version of first fight from Mikel Kessler, maybe. Kessler wins, I think. Too big. Yeah, I think. Listen, if you give me, uh, are you going to think? You know, Abraham at uh, middleweight against prime Abraham middleweight against Golovkin prime. I'd say it's a very close 50-50 fight. 
Really? I, yeah. And in a way, he was, he was uh, going to look at his fights. He was, he was lazy, but power. Mm. He could knock anyone out. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I think moving up in weight. Uh, sorry, this chair's so bloody uncomfortable. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I, I think he, he lost his power, obviously, going up super middleweight. You were obviously around and particularly had your finger on the pulse in German boxing when Gennady Golovkin was still based out of Germany and coming up through the ranks as a middleweight. What was that like? Were the whispers there all the time about Golovkin? Because obviously he was, I mean, he was in position to box Felix Sturm for a while. And what was it like kind of having him coming through the German scene at that time? Um, no, look, we tried to, uh, I, I'm pretty sure we tried to sign him at the time. Um, um, but yeah, I think he's really signed with Universal, didn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably a big mistake we didn't sign him because he wasn't. I mean, for him, I would say that it was a. Um, it was probably a good thing he didn't sign sign with us. Just, just saying, because he got the American market, and I think that's what's made him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that we can't make someone in America. That's that's not true. Um, I think, you know, if you look at Kester or, or Philip Hergovic, you know, he's getting a name there as well. But um, I think at the time, I think Golovkin, you know, he went to HBO, didn't he? Um, I think that really opened some inroads for him, rather than just staying in Germany. Um, but uh, saying that, if he would have stayed in Germany, he would have probably become, become something like, a, you know, an Abraham out there, um, which is, you know, six... Uh, I mean, about 10 million people watching on TV, which isn't a bad thing either. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, no, Golovkin was, you know, highly touted. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I still think he, he'll beat Alvarez in the next fight, depending on how he comes in. What did you make of his performance against Sergei Drevianchenko? Because I thought that there were some definite signs of slippage in that fight. Um, yeah, but also, you, you, if you're a... If you're a I, I didn't watch the fight. I know it was quite close. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's a tough guy, uh, Dovachenko. But at the same time, I think he needs to be up for a fight. Some of these guys need to just simply be up for it. Look at Billy Joe. He needs to be up for a fight. You know, it's if if he fights someone, um, you know, average or whatever. Not average. I'm just saying Dovachenko is average at all. Yeah, you know, they'll, they'll do just enough to win. Um, I, think, I think he's at that age now. Golovkin, I don't think he's, he's he's probably slipping a bit, but but I think he needs he needs he needs a challenge, and I think that's that's going to be a Billy Joe. It's going to be a Andrade maybe or a Alvarez is obviously the obvious one. Um, but you know that you need you need to you need to still feel that you've. You need, to, you need to get you need something to get your teeth into. You need something to get you you, you going when you're when you're you know, when you've sort of seen seen everything and and you need something, not another tough opponent. You know, there's no glamour to that fight, was there? It was, you know, it kind of not went under the radar, but it wasn't a big fight. Um, he, I think he needs a big fight to get his teeth into. And now that's for me the the most obvious one's Alvarez at the moment. How do you see the the kind? Obviously, we were getting ready for the Billy Joe Canelo announcement, um, and then there's been a lot of talk about uh, Canelo Golovkin trilogy fight coming in September. How do you see that all playing out? Do you imagine Billy Joe Saunders as 
potentially miss the boat with the Canelo fight with all of this, or do you still see? Um, I don't. I, I. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 it's it's hard to predict what all this is going to do. Um, I know that we're ready and waiting with Zach Parker, um, who I think is probably the most unsung uh, boxer in in the UK at the moment. Um, Actually, yeah, we'll just talk about UK boxing. Um, I mean, Zach is, uh, you know, put on a great performance against Murdoch. Um, and, you know, if, if it comes, as in as in the Billy Joe fight or whoever, really, you know, we'll be up for it. Um, so, obviously, it could play quite nicely into our hands if that happened. But I just want this shit to go. You know, I want this... I want everyone to be home safe. I want, you know, I want it, I want the world to stop moving again. But until that, until that happens, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, I mean, I saw Billy Joe got in a bit of trouble uh, with the post, um, you know, and, and and I don't know what's going to happen there. But I mean, he can get licensed in another in another country, really, can't he? Mm. Um, so I don't think it's really going to stop him from fighting. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Hook Jab Boxing says thoughts on Peter Milash. Peter Milas is a Croatian uh, former kickboxer and uh, I think like uh, heavyweight. Um, he's raw. He's raw. He's strong. Um, yeah, I would say he's the second best Croatian heavyweight out there at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely raw. Um, he needs a few more fights before he can sort of challenge the the upper upper tiers of boxing. Or what about him, boxing. Him versus Sergovic, yeah. I'd imagine, would, would be a big fight in Croatia, built properly, maybe 18 months down the line? Um, I would like to think that 18 months down the line, we'd be fighting Joshua. Um, you know, with, with Milas can, yeah, maybe first defence of the world title in Croatia. Mm. Um, or we do it now. You know, um, but I think I think, like I said, I think it could be interesting in a couple of years' time. Um, once Milas has, uh, you know, had a few le- more learning fights and and, and um, you know, Philip gets a world title, uh, then do it in Croatia. Uh, 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 just trying to get some of these. I was trying to pick some questions while my daughter's screaming in the background. That's fine. Um, you know ghost. 0080 says, do you think Spurs will get top four? What position are we now? Like ninth? <laughs> Eighth? <laughs> um, I just find it's I, it's just Liverpool. It's just, I, just, I mean, I'm just, I've got a few friends here, Liverpool fans, and it's just so funny. <laughs> after all the, um, after all the, the fucking amazing season they've had and they're going to lose it now. Um, Spurs are not going to get top four, I don't think, this year. Um, I think that uh, Spurs are basically, they've had a terrible season. I don't think, I don't think Jose's the wrong man for the job. I just think he, um, I just think he's been very unlucky. You know, he walked into a team that was, you know what, it depends. If we go back now from the break, this break, and we actually have the season, and all our guys are fit, it could actually play into our advantage. I just hope they're doing their rehab correctly and getting themselves fit, like Kane, Son, etc. 
Um, but I hate to say, it, I think we miss Ericsson a little bit. You know, we, we haven't filled that hole. Um, I know he wasn't playing that well towards the end, but the Ericsson of last um, season was, um, you know, he was unstoppable. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Let's see how long this uh, break lasts, because I think in some ways, if it goes back now, it could be in Spurs' advantage, because we need a, a little rest, like, you know, for our players to get back. D and Davis UK says best female prospect at the moment. Um, what signed of us? Um, anyone? Signed of anyone? I mean, I, I would say signed of anyone. She signed of us, and that's Sophie Arliff, Um eighteen years old. Again, please go and check her out. Dean, Dean, Dean. I don't know. Dean, I can't see it. Are they meant to come? Uh, Dean, Dean, Dean Davis, Dean, Dean Davis. Sorry, it's difficult to read these names sometimes. Dean Davis, UK. Sorry, Dean. You sure it's not Dean? Mm, I think it's Dean, probably. Dean on a Saturday. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just keep getting phone calls. Um, what was the question? Um, best female prospect? Um, yeah, Sophie Arlish, eighteen years old. Sign with Team Sourland. Um, no, she's 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 very very talented, and I think um, you're going to see a lot of her. We have obviously as well. She's not really a prospect. She's Katarina Tanders. She's a WBC interim champ. Um, we almost had a fight with um, what's the girl from? Is it from Doncaster? Is it? It's um, Terry Harper. Terry Harper. Uh, that was almost done, the deal, um, but they backed out for whatever reason. Oh, they were fighting Natasha Jonas, that's it. Uh, but hope to have that fight soon. Very good fight. Um, yeah, no, I think for me, the youngest the youngest and best prospect is Sophie Arlish in, from Germany. Um, she is a, a sensation, absolute sensation. Ferocious. Ferocious. I mean, she's... But the sweetest eighteen-year-old girl. But then she literally, ah, oh, she 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 rips, she rips that bag apart. You just, uh, I just recommend go and follow her. Um, Sophie Arlish, S O P I H, no S O P H I E, Sophie Arlish, A L L I S C H. Those of you cannot smell, spell like me, um, <laughs> give her a follow. Um, she's she's she's. Like post very good videos, and um, you know she's she's like I said she's she's a massive prospect. Declan Green ninety four says, "Have you done any scouting for new fighters in Scotland? A good few fighters coming through at the moment. Surely there's top talent not getting spotted." I mean, like we've seen in um, in the UK, um, there's a lot a lot of top talent. Um, there's not or in UK sorry it is UK um, you know we, we, we had Zach Parker who was an untapped talent kind of just went unnoticed when you know and, and then we, you know we signed him I think four five fights later he's WBO number one um, and he's um, on the verge of uh, fighting 
fighting one of the best um, uh, fighters out there, Billy Joe Saunders, uh, for the world title. Um, I think this happens a lot. I mean, I was I was actually saying to um, another um, Jordan Thompson, who, who I, I look yeah. after, I manage. Um, very, very good cruiserweight. We signed with Frank Warren, so he's not really gone unnoticed. Um, but I was saying him to him the other day. I said, "Look, you know, there's there's so much talent in the UK. It's 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 ridiculous, and the amount of talent that goes unnoticed." Um, another one, Darren Surtees, up in Newcastle near Scotland. You know, he 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 was in the ultimate not uh, ultimate, not ultimate box. He was in the golden ticket. And um, he knocked out, knocked down Mamune in the second round, I think. And I think inexperience got away with him. But he's a hell of a fighter who not many people know about. Um, so what I'm trying to say is the depth of talent in England and Scotland and Ireland and, you know, all over Wales even. Um, not even Joe Cordina, great fighter. Joe Calwaghi, great fighter. Enzo Nakarinelli, great fighter. You have a lot of good fighters. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that there is so much talent that's not being tapped up. Um, and I've had a few talks with a few people, you know, that maybe creating some kind of, you know, they, 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 I just feel like there should be a, a, a small hall concept to build these guys where they don't, you know, listen, you need to sell tickets in boxing at the beginning of your career. There's no way, especially in the UK, there is no way of getting around that. Um, but there needs to be a way for these guys to get fights, to build their record, to get the experience um, without, you know, busting, busting their balls, basically. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I think, you know, you have Goodwin, you have Steve Wood, you have a lot of these guys doing a small hall show and they're doing a great job. But they can't take an, on all the work themselves. You know, there, there, there needs to be, there needs to be a platform for these guys to, have less stress about fighting on a show because, you know, getting in a ring is stress enough. Um, oh, God. I'm not on it. Hello? Hi. So, uh, Clemmy? Hey! Yeah. No, she's shy. <laughs> Clemmy? Dad is on the phone. No. What? Dad. Okay, sorry, mate. Carry on. That's okay. Yeah. I think everybody's in the same boat at the minute. Yeah, no, 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 it's good. Um, it's Lee Eaton says hello. Hello, Lee Eaton, how are you? Uh, Lee! How are you, mate? He's, I tell you what, I said to you at the start of this that you don't seem to be the type of guy to enjoy a lockdown. Lee, Lee. Eaton is, is exactly the type of person. Does he, he likes, he doesn't like no. it, yeah. No. I was going to say, Lee Eaton must be one of the busiest, I, I missed him out. He must be one of the busiest men in boxing. He does a great job for MGK. And they're doing a great job in boxing. Go, Mr. Go. What? Go, Mr. Go. I'll, I'll answer your daughter. No, no. What's up? Camera. Camera? It doesn't work, babe. It doesn't work. Look, it doesn't turn on. It doesn't switch on. I've got to find another charger for it, okay? I'll come in a minute. Onto a camera, it doesn't work though. <laughs> um, uh, white, white rhino. So Dave Allen is here. Rob Sabat. Dave, I've been good friends with Dave Allen for a few years, and he still can't spell my surname right. As in Dave, Dave, the heavyweight. Dave Allen, yeah. Mate, he's he, we've got friends in common. I worked at Babe Station. 
when I was at university, this, yeah. yeah I, when I was at university, my night job was I was a producer at Babe Station. So a lot of my friends still work out work in Milton Keynes where the studios are. So um, I think Dave goes in there. He's been on there, yeah. Brilliant, Dave Station. Brilliant. That's a great service. I bet they're doing absolute numbers at the moment. <laughs> It must be booming business. <laughs> uh, we'll move, move away from Babe Station talk. Um, Mate, what's, what's that? Like? Babe Station can never be moved away from. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. If you could make Declan Green 94s, that's some good questions, Declan Green. If you could make a super series in any past era of boxing, what weight and who would be in it? That's one for my brother, obviously, because he deals with a super series. Um, but, but your opinion um, still counts too, Nissa. Oh, that's really kind of you, man. Um, but yeah, no, I've got no say really. But um, I'll tell you what my dream at the moment. I think it's, it'd be really exciting to do a lightweight in, um, in with with all the guys at the moment. Uh, but I think it'd be just very, very difficult to. This is a dream, yeah. This is a dream. Um, but you know, with all the guys involved. Um, I think that would be a very hard thing to make. But, you know, like we were discussing before, the, the lightweight division's on fire at the moment. And what was my guy's name again that I like from lightweight? Uh, you like Shakram Giasov, but somebody pointed out that he's now fighting for ranking titles at 140. He did turn over as a lightweight. I've seen him box, so, he boxed on the uh, Joshua Povetkin undercard as a lightweight. So, yeah, he's at 140. But who's going to be your lineup at 135? Fucking hell. Uh, well, you got Haney, you got Lomachenko, um, Lopez, um, Ryan Garcia, Ryan Garcia, the guy who just moved up from Super Feather. We just spoke about it. Mike hey, Davis, Mike. yeah, Javonta Davis, Luke Campbell. I don't know what that's six or seven. And then what? Who would you put in? Um, I mean, you're gonna find someone, aren't you? Uh, Javier Fortuna's due to box Luke Campbell for the vacant WBC, so we can put him in there. Yeah, well, you could put in. Um... What about is there any super feathers that could go up? Zhu Can to get the Chinese. Kanzu's down at featherweight. Super feathers. Oh, he's Maybe super feather. Somebody like Miguel Bachelt, I don't think he's going to move up. No. It'd be good to see him up there. Yeah, well, anyway, you'd find a spot, wouldn't you? Yeah. Dylan Terry, 16.05. Any idea where the Klitschko return rumour surfaced from? Uh, social media? <laughs> <laughs> like anything, I think, is, uh, there's social media's uh, the main instigator um, of these things. So I was taking a camera off. Um, I, I, I don't know, from himself posting training videos. I, I don't think he'll come back. But, I mean, if there's, if there's crazy money involved, then maybe it will, which I'm sure there would be. But, I mean, he lost his last two fights, didn't he? So, yeah. to Fury and to, to Joshua, which is, you know, it's pretty, pretty con conclusive, that. Um, I mean, he didn't lose in a bad way. He did well. But, I mean, how long ago was that? Three years ago? Mm. How old would he be now? 43? I think older. <laughs> Google. You got Google there? I got yeah, I got a laptop here. Klitschko. He is. He is forty-four now. 
44. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he wouldn't, he's not like the type of guy to go and eat at Burger King every night. Mm. Um, so I think, um, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna get out of this now. Sorry, mate. You're okay, mate. No worries. Trying to log out of my fucking laptop. Um... Anyway, question from Jordan Pollock. 40 years in the boxing for Team... 40 years in boxing for Team Sowland this year. How did Mr. Sowland get into the fight game in Africa? Good question, Jordan. Um, he, it was, um, I have to put, put this down now to get into this. Um, so the story goes, have you not interviewed my dad before, Rob? You no, know, I met him in Saudi, but he was eating lunch at the time. I oh, he did MT, not him. Uh, he did, um, M, um, uh, oh, I felt, didn't he? Yeah. I felt. Um, no, no, so he, um, he basically, he was, um, he he was doing um, a deal in Zambia um, with the government, and uh, it was quite a big deal. And um, he was uh, right at the last minute. Uh, he can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, they sort of just chucked into the deal, said, "Oh, like total red herring." Um, yeah, you've got to put on a show uh, with our Olympians. Uh, and I think that was um, was a Lottie Moale, um, who went on to fight um, Saeed Mohammed, I think. Saeed Mohammed, I think he fought him. Correct me if I'm wrong. And and one other guy. And they, um, and my dad was like, yeah, yeah, fuck it, sign on the dotted line. Um, and he, um, so 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 they ended up. He, he was like, shit, how do I put a show on? He remembered a few weeks previously he'd been in a nightclub in, in London called Tramp. Do you remember Tramp? I mean, it's still going. Um, it's like a very old school, trendy nightclub, um, you know, visited by royalty and whatever. Oh, I think Prince Andrew was there before. I think it's that's, that's... <laughs> Just not mention him, eh? Um, so, um, no, he was, um, he was uh, in, in that nightclub and he met... Um, old school promoter by the name of Mickey Duff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he remembered that. He's like, shit, okay, I'm going to put this show on. So he called up Mickey. So listen, I need to put a show on in, in Lusaka. I think it was Lusaka. Is that the capital of Zambia? Yeah, I think so. Um, I need to put a show on here. Um, can you uh, can you help me? It doesn't matter what it costs. Put it on. So he put it on in the middle of Lusaka. Um and about 70,000 people turned up. Obviously, it's at the time, and I think it still is, but it's quite a poor country. Um, they, um, they, they, so no one bought tickets, obviously. Uh, Shown lost money and whatever else. But, I mean, you see these amazing um, images of the fight. I can send you a clip, actually, um, of the fight. And uh, there's thousands and thousands of people there. And... Um, yeah, that's that he got the bug from that. So he, I think he signed Lottie Moala with Mickey Duff. Signed a couple of other fighters with him, including John Mugabe, uh, who 
uh, who obviously trained over here. With, um... All right, Craig Kelly. Craig Kelly, uh, I believe, is watching this. Craig Kelly, Craig Kelly was a big celebrity. Big celebrity. He was a good friend of Joe Calzaghi's as well. Um, we're just enticing them all in here. So anyway, <laughs> my, my old man, um, so he was, so, so he had um, John Mugabe with Mickey Duff. So he got the bug. Um, and he was based in London at the time. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that he got the bug from that. Had a German fighter called Rene Vella. Um, and then it sort of, yeah, he was about to get out of it. And then he was like, well, okay, we, we lost a lot of money in it. So he's like, look, one more roll of the dice. It was the awards of the 92 Olympics when Henry Masco came through. 92, I think, I can't remember exactly. 90, yeah, 92, I think. And um, signed Henry Masco and Axel Schultz. And they obviously went on to be massive, massive stars. Mm. Uh, you know, 20 million people watching them on TV when they fought, having cheeses named after them. But yeah, it was just, it was nuts. It was nuts. You know, I remember one show we had, we had, um, we had, um, we had uh, Playboy sponsored it. So you had 12 rounds and you had 12 months of Playmates every, so you had Miss January, Miss February. It was unbelievable. Um <laughs> Oh, it's Buffer, you'll remember that. Um, so, yeah, no, no, that's how he got into it. And then, you know, obviously did very well in Germany. Um, and, uh, yeah, so has a look back. Okay, well, we're coming up to an hour now where it actually cuts you off. So I'm going to try and put one more question out. Yeah. Um, try and think of a good question. I'll tell you what, if we get any, if, if there's anybody who's desperate to ask one now, then speak now. Um, Okay, right. We're going to go with this last one from Matthew Phil. Out of all of the fighters slash promoters you've worked with, what's the one fighter slash promoter you've fallen out with where there was no coming back, only to work with them again? You don't have to mention any names. Um... Or do situations like that happen? Of course they happen, yeah. But for some reason, we've always kept ourselves quite... I mean, my old man's a different story, but um, we've always been quite pragmatic and um, kind of dealt with situations and and dealt with them as honestly and well as possible. Um, So, I I mean, I don't want to sit on the fence. I know they nicknamed me on the fence, Mr. Sourland. Um, <laughs> but I would there's no one really. No one really. Uh, I mean, look, things didn't end the best with uh, Hellenius, Robert Hellenius, but he had weird advisors, which happens with most fighters. They'll get someone in their ear um, who doesn't know anything about boxing um, and then tell them that they need to be earning more and then take 10% out of that or whatever percent out of that. He's just like, Boxers need to have one one voice they listen to that they trust in there. You know, it doesn't have to be the promoter, it can be the advisor, but but make sure that advisor's doing good for you. You know, not not some hyped up lawyer who, you know, thinks he knows everything in life, which he probably does, but he doesn't know boxing because it's totally unique. It's a unique sport. 
you know, you, 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 you probably fight for three years before you can earn like serious money, you know, if you're good. Um, and also, actually, an old fact, my, my, my dad's old best mate, uh, Cedric Kushner, a great promoter, um, he used to say 2% of boxers make 98% of the money. Mm. Um, I, it's obviously not accurate, but you've got to understand that there's so many guys out there fighting uh, who aren't earning much, but then you've got the guys at the top. If you make it in boxing, you make it, you make it more than any sport in the world. Like People like Floyd Mayweather or Canelo or Joshua can show you, yeah? Um, but the chance of that happening, it's hard. It certainly is. Okay, I think we're about to be cut off. So, Nissa Salem, thanks very much for stopping by. Thanks to everybody for yeah. stopping by and all your questions. If be kind to everyone out there.